Folks, before we jump into today's highlights, I just have to ask you, do you want to put 50 years of baseball history in your pocket? I know what you're thinking. It's not going to fit, but it really will because it's all in audio format. These are lost pieces of baseball history told to you from baseball cathedrals. They're, they're told to you by icons of the game from Red Barber, Ernie Howell to Harry Carey. I get goosebumps personally listening to these games and even thinking about the interviews and what these players are going to share with me. I know what you're thinking. Is this AI? Are there bots? Is there some magic potion here that are making these things appear? And I'm telling you, they're not. These games are real. They were done by real people at that specific moment in time. All the iconic moments, the interviews, none of it's reproduced, none of it's AI. It's all real, but done again by real people. If you want to check them out, uh, there's a free intro offer. Jump on over to VintageBaseballReflections.com. And there's over 2,500 audio clips and games for you to put in your pocket, take on walks with you, hang around the fireplace and listen, put them on the porch, invite some friends over. However you want to listen, you're going to be able to listen in these amazing moments in baseball history. Use this coupon this day for a special gift at the checkout. Welcome to the Daily Rewind, brought to you by ThisDayInBaseball.com. Thank you for joining me today. My name's Tom Hannon, and I'm your host. Today's Rewind is about the Brooklyn millionaire, Wee Willie Keeler. On January 1st, 1923, 19th century star Wee Willie Keeler dies at the age of 50. A master with the bat, Willie Keeler was a demon at the top of the lineup for Ned Hanlon's Orioles in the 1890s. Keeler led his team to four pennants, two each in Baltimore and Brooklyn, winning two batting titles. As a member of the 1890 Orioles, his teams revolutionized the way baseball was played. Keeler was extraordinary at laying down a bunt, chopping the ball into the ground to beat out an infield hit, and parlaying the double steal. Keeler's 44-game hit streak in 1897 was a record until it was surpassed by Joe DiMaggio in 1941. The 5-foot-4.5-inch Keeler amassed 2,932 career hits and won consecutive batting titles in 1897 and 1898. He batted 341 over his 19-year career, placing him in the top 10 all-time on the batting list. Keeler was known for his famous saying, hit him where they ain't. And here's an example of Keeler's keen ability to think fast, use the bat, coming from a Washington Post report, January 12, 1908. Boston, playing at Hilltop Park in 1904, and pitcher Jack Chesborough was on third, and Keeler was at bat. Chesborough broke for home on the pitch, and Keeler, not having been tipped off to Chesbo's daring intention to steal home, chucked his bat at the sphere, and the ball fell out of reach of both the pitcher and the third baseman, Keeler getting first and Chesbro scoring. After the game, New York manager Clark Griffith asked Chesbro why he had started to run home. He replied that he thought he had seen a signal. Then Griff asked Keeler why he hit the ball, and Willie answered, I didn't see what else there was for me to do to prevent Chesbro from committing suicide. 
According to some sources, this was the first instance of the suicide squeeze being used in baseball history. Though it's impossible to verify if that's true, the story was retold for years and years as if it were. Keeler was known as the Brooklyn Millionaire when he retired from baseball, though his actual net worth was more likely to be around 200 grand. He had invested in his baseball earnings in mining stocks in a number of successful business ventures, including some with teammates, real estate, purchasing commercial lots in New York City, and when he retired, he bought a gas station in Brooklyn. But Willie, unfortunately, contracted tuberculosis. His lifelong allergies worsened, and the gas station failed. And when the real estate market lost its speculative value after World War I, Killer found himself broke, and he and his brothers were sadly forced to sell their childhood home. By the early 1920s, Killer suffered from heart disease and endured chest pains and rapid breathing. He attended a major league game for the final time when he visited the polo grounds for Game 6 of the 1921 World Series between the Yankees and the Giants. Two months later... Charlie Everts presented him with a check for $5,500 after the owners in both leagues both contributed to the fund to help him pay off his debts. Despite his failing health, having promised his fans and former teammates he'd live to see 1923, Wee Willie Keeler will die on New Year's Day of that year as a result of heart failure. Keeler died without money but a wealth of friends, and his funeral was attended by many of his old teammates as well as baseball's greatest players and managers. Keeler was laid to rest in Brooklyn's Calvary Cemetery in the grave of his beloved mother at his request. To place a memorial to the former baseball star on a grave, her headstone was moved and became a footstone. In 1936, Keeler's name was on the initial ballot for Baseball Hall of Fame. He received 18% of the vote from the Baseball Writers Association of America, and he was named on 42% of the Veterans Committee ballots. The following year, he received 57% of the BBWAA vote, and then 68% in 1938. He was eventually elected in 1939 when he captured 75.5% of the vote. And in June 1939, Keeler was one of 26 baseball immortals inducted at the formal opening of Baseball Hall of Fame in Cooperstown, New York. Now, I have a little treat for you. This is teammate Jim Austin's interview when he talks about being a teammate, a wee Willie Keeler, and the type of person he was and the type of ball player he was. Listen to his fantastic story. In baseball history. And now you know where we played then those days? We were the Highlanders. The Highlanders. Way up on the end of Broadway, you could look from and stand down the Hudson River. We had Willie Keeler the first year in right field. You played with Willie Keeler? Well, that one year. Yeah, was he still pretty good? He could loop them over the infield better than anybody in the world. He was still... But anywhere. He could pull them, push them, anything. He was no kid anymore. Oh, no. He was about two. How big was he? <laughs> he was a little fella. He wasn't big as me, and I'm not too big, you know. What kind of a person was Willie? Oh, wonderful fella. He talked to me, he said, Jim, says, if I can help you in any way, I'd like to. And he says, with your speed and everything, you ought to make a great I hope you enjoyed that interview uh, with Jim Austin talking about Wee Willie Keeler. It was a true gem. If you want to check out more facts from January 1st, go to thisdayinbaseball.com slash January 1st, and you're going to see hundreds of cool facts, birthdays, and players who departed us on that day. 
Now be sure to check out our show notes, links to player biographies, pages, and catch up on details you may have missed. And please subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts so you can enjoy all our future shows. Again, I'm Tom Hannon. This day in baseball's Daily Rewind. Thanks for joining us, and we'll see you at the ballpark.